Hey folks, this is Abel James, and I just want to thank you for joining us in the Wild 30 Challenge as we get kicked off here. So many of you have sent in your questions uh, as we get rolling, and I really appreciate that. I just want to thank all of you who have taken the time to uh, to ask things that, or, or admit to needing maybe a bit of support or help with certain areas, because even getting over that hump is really important. But keep in mind, I am no guru. We're all here to help each other. We're all students and constantly learning. That should be the goal, especially in this world of misinformation that we find ourselves. Now, let's just get this kicked off because I have so many questions here. Uh, Krista says, I have been on Wild 30 for two weeks today. Week one, I lost 3.5 inches. Week two, I had no change. Why? Well, thank you, Krista, for asking that question. It's a very good one. And this is one uh, that I certainly have some experience in, especially after being on that uh, ABC TV show working with uh, a man named Kurt Morgan, in case you didn't see it, uh, who started off off the top of my head at 352 pounds, and I worked with him over the course of the next three and a half months on the TV show to lose 87 pounds, which is remarkable, but uh, there are a lot of things at play when we're talking about weight loss. And weight loss, let me remind you, is uh, less of a goal, certainly, than fat loss. So when you're talking about weight, there are a lot of things included in that. Uh, Human beings are primarily water. So what happens at the beginning of eating wild and, and living wild when you're turning down the processed carbs, the sugars, the junk foods, uh, and all of the other kind of man-made toxic processed foods, your body starts operating a little bit differently. So Uh, from marathon running, when I did that almost a decade ago, I learned a lot about glycogen stores, which is basically the the stored sugar in the body. And the body stores glycogen in the liver as well as in the muscles. And with sugar in the body comes added water, retained water. So if you're basically topped up with glycogen and topped up with sugar, in your body, you're going to be carrying extra water. Additionally, uh, if if you've been eating, you know, kind of anything that is close to the standard American diet, or anything that really includes restaurant foods from from most restaurants, there are rare exceptions, farm to table type places. Or if you've been eating at uh, uh, basically any place that has pre-prepared, pre-packaged foods, your liver is going to be dealing with a lot of kind of non-food products. And a lot of times the liver can get overloaded. So at the beginning, especially the first week or two, um, almost without exception, most people lose the most weight in the first week or two. Off the top of my head, Kurt Morgan, who is, you know, a tall guy and, and a large guy when we started, he lost 15 pounds. And actually, we won the fitness competition as well on that uh, ABC TV show. So uh, the next week, I think it was like he lost 11 pounds. And those were were some of the biggest weeks that we had uh, as the process continued over those three and a half months. So keep in mind that there's so much at play when we're talking about weight 
that the scale isn't the best measurement of your progress. Uh, the best measurement is really the way that you, it's a combination of things. It's the way that you feel, the way that you look in the mirror. Sometimes you can see your face lose inflammation, which is another thing that happens as you get away from the carbs and the, and the processed foods. The inflammation, the swelling goes down. When I first started, I had kind of a moon-shaped face for, uh, for a while. When I was um, medications can do that, you know, like, so anytime you're turning down the amount of inputs that your liver and your body has to deal with, you're kind of going to get, get this big flush of mostly water from your system. Now there are ways to manipulate that, um, which are not necessarily good. Usually they're not. So in, in weight loss competitions, in, um, you know, competitive crew in the Olympics in bodybuilding circles in fighting circles, uh, shedding water weight, to make weight is a really big thing. So that can be manipulated by how much water is in your body. It doesn't really have anything to do with how much progress you're making. It's always really important to drink um, a lot of water uh, before you think you're thirsty. In fact, I'm getting a little parched right now. Drink water, a lot of it at the beginning. And, uh, and so anyway... Losing when it comes to losing weight and losing fat, your target's going to be more like a half pound or a pound of fat, maybe uh, a week. That would be really excellent progress. Now, there's not really a great way for people at home to measure that. So, um, I don't want to dwell on this one, but when it comes to progress, keep in mind you want to measure it by the way that you feel, the way that you look in the mirror, but even more importantly, the way that your clothes fit. That will start to change. Um, men might get a little bit more tapered. Um, women, uh, a lot of times, are surprised by by the curves that sometimes come out when you lose uh, fat from certain areas, or when you start to build muscle and and your metabolism starts to change. Um, a lot of people are, are pleased with the shape that they have, which is closer to kind of like when you were at your high school weight, maybe, or when you were uh, involved in athletics, or or what have you. It's it's more of an athletic and I hope capable build. Uh, and, you know, I'm not really going to talk that much about fitness today because if if you want to get in the best shape of your life, you really have to have diet and nutrition nailed first. It's going to be 80% of, uh, of your progress. So just quickly about fitness, if you're going to do it, make sure that you do enjoy what you're doing. Focus on full body exercises, not like ab rollers and you know, isolated bicep curls and a lot of work on machines. It's best to do it the good old fashioned way, getting out there, doing sprints, hill sprints, hikes, um, anything that's, that's using your body in every direction is going to be good for your body, great for your brain. Okay, so moving on to some other questions. What do you recommend for people who hold their stress internally? Well, <laughs> funny you should ask that because... It's been a really stressful day. We were uh, really looking forward to doing a live question and answer session as we've done many times before, uh, although not always perfectly, certainly from here. And our internet just completely crapped out. And that's happened many times. And it, and it always kind of bums me out when uh, we have this big buildup and then I'm not able to be there for people who I really want to interact with. But, you know, we live up here in the Rocky Mountains with it, 8,000 feet of elevation and you know there's a bunch of, we're basically snowed in right now so I am just thankful to be able to interact with you folks in in any way and uh, I have so many questions here 
that this is really going to be a blast. But right before I started recording this, you know, we had been fighting with the internet, trying our phones, different devices, <laughs> trying different connections and all sorts of different things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm getting bummed out because I'm not able to be there live answering the questions for people. And so for me, it's really important to take deep breaths. That's number one, really. You can do that anytime, anywhere you are, just deep breaths. Slow it down a little bit. Uh, and I went out in the sun. Uh, fortunately, we live here in Colorado, and we get a heck of a lot of sun up here, even when it is snowy out. And so uh, even though it's pretty cold, I just rolled out there and, you know, probably just two, three minutes. And it completely changed my mind, it transformed my mind. So that's what I do if, if there are kind of peak stress situations, which a lot of times can lead to binge eating. You know, it, it shows up in a lot of behavior, especially when you're talking about foods. So it is important to keep your, uh, your stress. I don't want to say stress down because stress will always go up and down. What you want to be able to do is when it goes up, be able to handle that and uh, ease it back down, hold its hand and walk toward the sunset back down. You, you don't want to like wrestle with stress. It doesn't quite work like that, at least for me. So another thing that is extremely important is to find uh, kind of your zero point, your, your point of rest when you're not thinking about anything, you're not doing anything, and time doesn't exist anymore. So for some people, including me, you can get there through meditation, which is Excellent for almost everybody. But also, what does that really mean? Uh, depending on, on how you define meditation, uh, which is definitely trendy right now, it, it really, to me, especially uh, with, with some background uh, and interest in Zen, like the best way is just to do nothing for a while. Just do nothing. Uh, being in nature uh, really does help. For me, I'm extremely sensitive to sound, so make sure that your, your soundscape is is working with you or working for you. And if it's not, there are kind of easy ways around that. A lot of people have earbuds these days. Headphones work. Um, you can put on nature sounds in the background. There are a lot of, you know, free apps that will do that. Um, holding your stress internally really does affect the heart. And uh, th there have been a few shows I've done on the podcast that have talked about this specifically where uh, people in high stress jobs like firefighters, police officers, the military oftentimes uh, will have heart problems later in life. So uh, it really is important to learn how to manage stress and, and, and deal with it. Deep breaths, meditation, um, music always helps me, art. What did you love doing just ask yourself this. What did you love doing when you were eight years old or when you were six years old? Just like what brings you childlike glee to this day or what used to that you could kind of do again, maybe. Um, making sure that you get joy in your life. Also, just kind of practical technological tips. Technology is so intertwined with our lives these days that it is definitely one of our biggest health issues. Turn uh, almost all of your notifications off if you can. So on your on your phones, on your computers, Apple products are like the worst these days for just like, you need to restart. You <laughs> Your restart didn't work. You need to update. You didn't update. You need So like, if you can, Apple doesn't let you, I, I understand. But like, if you can turn those notifications off, try to. Um, for me on my phone, the only notifications I believe are 
Uh, you know, so I get a notification when someone calls me, especially a, a family member, or uh, text messages. So I make sure that I don't uh, miss those. But I also don't usually have my phone on me. So try to be away from your phone for at least a portion of the day, even if it's a small portion of the day. Try to do nothing. Um, make sure your sleep is in order. We can talk about different strategies of, of how to do that, but... Um, Qigong is something that I've been doing for a while, which is kind of like a moving meditation uh, or like a yoga tai chi type thing. So moving meditations are wonderful. Um, it's, you know, it wasn't at first, but after doing it for a while and now, now for many years, it really, uh, if you don't have just a few minutes a day of, of doing those exercises, which are mental and physical and somewhat spiritual as well, I really miss them. I really do. And I notice it too. Um, and at the very least, it's a wonderful way to kind of internally massage the organs, move the spine, get things kind of uh, warmed up. And I know for me, that's important every day. Every day before I record, I have this whole warm-up thing um, that is is meant to minimize stress, maximize meaning, and a whole, but that sounded really, really prepared. I, I've never said that before, but it's not meant to be uh, salesy at all. It's a very spiritual type thing, I think, being low stress, and it takes a lot of practice and a lot of time. So be nice to yourself. Understand that none of us are perfect, but progress is really what we're all after. So if you're making even a little bit of progress and a stressful thing happens to you to today, which it will, um, try to take it, that deep breath when it happens and when you catch yourself and just notice that it's happening and realize that you have a choice for how to react. And uh, as it relates to how you're going to be eating, <laughs> I know how tempting it is to, to reach for the wrong thing, especially when you're stressed. But when you're stressed, your hunger cravings are kind of not uh, honest anymore. So, and, and also when you're not sleeping well. Those cravings aren't honest anymore. So food isn't always the answer. So also challenge yourself to, to see like what, what is wrong right now? What am I stressed about? And uh, how could I get back to my zero point where, you know, time doesn't exist anymore. There are no problems because who knows? A lot of people are saying that this is all a hologram now anyway. So you might as well, if you have the choice, then you might as well... Um, Find a philosophy that works for you in your own life. And we can obviously talk about that more, and we will. But uh, along those lines, a follow-up question to this is, I have an addictive personality and crave sugar. Once I start, I can't stop. Will green smoothies help with this? So that's a two-part question as I see it. Um, having an addictive personality and craving sugar, once you start, you can't stop, does kind of put you in a, a, a personality category almost. There are people who are moderators, like me, I, I count myself among them, who can eat like one square of chocolate. And uh, not that it was always like that for me in my life, but at this point, I can kind of do that. Um, my wife, Allison, is kind of less like that. So she, although it's getting better with time, so she tries to avoid trigger foods. And once you kind of know what those are for you, it makes a massive difference in how much you're eating. Because uh, if you don't have those trigger foods around you, then you're not going to be eating a whole bag or a whole can or a whole uh, pint or a whole whatever of them. So what is a trigger food? The way that I see it is that 
any food that you eat <laughs> where the second bite makes you want it more than the first bite and uh and when you're done you want it more and you wish that there were more like that's that's kind of a trigger food any food that makes you want to just keep eating and keep eating and keep eating is is really i hate to say it a trigger food now you don't have to banish all of them from your life forever and there are trigger foods that can be healthy healthy for you and and good to be included in the diet but what firstly you want to notice is is this food make me making me hungrier as i eat it because if it is the pleasure centers of your brain have been hijacked by food scientists <laughs> most of the time and uh that's by design in the same way that they want cigarettes to be addictive or, or in, in this case, jewels and e-cigarettes to be addictive. They make sure that they keep you coming back for more. So in contrast, and I explain this in my book, The Wild Diet, um, think about when you eat a, a big old juicy apple, even though, you know, they're about 100 calories or so. Not that, that really matters. Um, made up mostly of water. But when you eat an apple, and I've done this, it's like we grew up with apple trees, we we go to apple orchards and, and pick our own apples. And um, man, when you eat one apple, even if it's really good, you don't really want another one, or at least you don't want it as much as the first one. Um, your body knows when it's eating real food. So try to find the foods that you see included in uh, the wild diet or is kind of, you know, I, which I see not as a diet, but more as, as self-defense, like, and, and, and philosophies to follow, principles to follow that will allow you to know whether a food is going to be good for you or not. So, I mean, this is probably the number one thing. Does the food make you hungrier as you eat it? And if it does, try to put it down, reevaluate if you even want to include it in your life. And if you do, that's cool, but realize how to, how to moderate that in some way. Um, usually through environment. So like don't keep it around you or just keep a little bag of it uh, someplace. Um, anything in moderation, but sometimes you have to trink, uh, trick your your mind, the lower impulses of your mind. Because if there's Ben and Jerry's in the freezer, your brain knows. And when you're stressed out, it's going to crave it. So avoid those trigger foods. That's That's really, really important. Now, the second part of that question, will green smoothies help with this? Um, the real answer is it depends, but in my experience, um, green smoothies, depending on how you do them have helped almost everybody because what it is, is it's kind of, uh, it's a stand in for a salad, but it's more convenient for most people. And oftentimes you'll have it in the morning or earlier in the day. And that's great. Just be careful with green smoothies. Don't add too many carbs, sugar, uh, and that sort of thing. I mean, you can really go overboard, especially if you're getting uh, green smoothies that are prepared from uh, supermarkets, from stores, from green smoothie places. Allison and I can't get almost anything at those smoothie places because there are outrageous amounts of sugar. Even in the small sizes, you can find 50, 100 grams of sugar, which is more than... Um, than a lot of sodas out there because they they pump it up with a lot of tropical fruits like pineapple, uh, mango, any anything that's like a tropical super sugary sweet fruit is is best seen as uh, something to take a bite at a time really and uh, if you're trying to avoid sugar it's it's a great win to avoid those at least for a little while to see how you feel grapes can also be really high in, 
in sugar. So be careful of the even the natural um, products, you know, like like trail mixes and and some nuts are sweetened and stuff like that. So if you're just like mowing through um, carob almonds from the health food store or uh, something else that's made with real food that's kind of like healthy junk food, just be careful with it. Now, allow yourself a little bit, but even better, especially if you're trying to get results, um, don't let it be in your area. Don't let it be in your room. Don't let it be in the places that you're around. Um, and, and try to minimize your interaction with the things that are hurting you. Uh, all right, so let's move on. This is, this is another really interesting question that came in from Trevor. <laughs> Should I be afraid of the sun? So let's talk about vitamin D and sun exposure for a little bit. I was just reading an article um, that Trev actually sent to me that <laughs> it says, and I've looked at some of the st statistics, but not in a while, and, and they're really outrageous. Sun worshippers are actually eight times less likely to die of melanoma than those who stayed indoors. Tanned people, those who work outdoors and others, actually have lower rates of melanoma than those who are afraid of the sun. So uh, what one of these uh, studies actually says, and this one was published in the Journal of Internal Medicine in 2016, avoidance of sun exposure is a risk factor of a similar magnitude as smoking in terms of life expectancy. What? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So I caught wind of this a few years ago, and, and for, for quite a few years now, I have been... Uh, going out in the sun at least for 10 or 15 minutes. It's literally on my to-do list um, as many days as I can. And and we actually live in a sunny place out here in the West and the Southwest. And we were living in Texas for a while kind of because of that, because we love the sun. It makes us feel better. Um, now, you want to avoid sunburn. Sunburn is bad for us. Um, and one of the ways that you do that is you especially for a, a pasty person from New Hampshire like me, um, build up a base a little at a time. And, and you know, 10, 15 minutes in the actual sun um, can do great things for the body, the mind, the spirit. It really helped chill me out before I started re recording this. In fact, I don't usually do this, but I left this window open so the sun is, is on me right now. Not necessarily exposed to all of my skin, but just a little bit does a lot for your body and your mind. Um, now, I don't really see much reason to get more than like 15, 30 minutes of, of direct sun exposure a day. In fact, we live, like I said, at 8,000 feet up here in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And so we get like 30% more radiation, give or take, than at sea level, which means you can get a sunburn extremely quickly. When uh, Allison and I were in Peru, we were up at, uh, I think, 11 or 12,000 and got sunburned in 20 or 30 minutes. And it was gnarly. It was a bad sunburn too. And so we were covered up almost all the day. We were at these really cool ruins and stuff like that uh, outside of Machu Picchu and just got totally baked by the sun, even though we did have hats and we did have some sunscreen. So um, you do want to be careful about getting too much sun, but try to get a little bit, even if you're not used to it, because th there is a lot of data out there saying that sunscreen, in fact, can lead to cancer. And a lot of those cheap sunscreens especially are full of toxins. So um, one thing that I do is, especially up here at altitude, is put a, a, a natural or a zinc-based sunscreen on my nose 
ears, uh, neck, and other sensitive areas because I, I get sunburned easily, especially in those places, and it's important to avoid that. Um, but even better, light-colored clothing and hats work uh, much better than sunscreen. I, I definitely prefer them, unless you're swimming or whatever, of course. Um, but also, hats are fun, so have fun with that. But So the sun, uh, vitamin D, these are totally health issues. They do relate to uh, getting progress with fat loss and transforming your body in so many different ways, mostly because they make you feel better. And keeping, uh, like, getting your rays is uh, is good for the morale more than anything else. The sun reduces blood pressure, which we all know intuitively, but science also backs that up. Sun boosts vitamin D, nitric oxide, serotonin, and also endorphins. So uh, it's free, you know? It's, it's a great thing. We all deserve it. It also encourages you to take breaks, which is really important for keeping the stress down. Uh, you know, homo sapiens have been around for over 200,000 years at least. So how did we ever get through the Neolithic era without all of that toxic sunscreen? I'm being sarcastic now. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, make sure that you don't get sunburned, but also try to get a little bit of sun. It's going to be great for you um, as, as we progress here through the year. And I, I do realize that we're kind of in the dead of winter right now, but that doesn't, you'd be surprised, even in the winter, a little bit of sun um, hitting your eyes even not even like if it's too cold to hit your actual body, even when it goes into your eyes, it affects the brain in a positive way. It could even help you sleep better. So don't be afraid of the sun, guys. The sun is uh, is definitely our friend. All right, Michelle says, I know we cannot use os sweeteners. Is a swerve okay? Okay, so what is an os sweetener? If you if you don't recall, it's basically anything that ends in os. Um, but more more than that, you want to dial down the sweetness in, in quite a few foods. So something like Swerve, which off the top of my head, I believe is is uh, made with erythritol and, and sugar alcohols and that sort of thing. A little bit of sugar alcohols I don't think is that big of a deal, especially people seem to like Swerve. I don't know if it's made with like a bunch of GMOs or, or, or junk. I don't I don't think so. I'm not sure. But you know, it can definitely be abused. Um, xylitol is not good for dogs. If it's accident, that's another sugar alcohol. If it's accidentally eaten by them, it can be a big problem. Uh, and and for humans, when you're talking about sugar alcohol, it's like getting your sweetness with a little bit of something else because a lot of people, including me, will get digestive discomfort, especially if you're not used to sugar alcohols. So... Um, you know, one of the th you might get gas or you might be kind of like cramped. You kind of the way that I see it is you get this little quota. Maybe it's a couple of grams. Maybe it's a few grams. You can build up a tolerance to it, too. But you get this little quota where things are cool. A little bit's fine, it seems. And then you pass that and it's uh, it's kind of rough. So I we've never bought Swerve. We're not huge fans. We tried using sugar alcohols for a while in our recipes. and It, it can definitely work in some. But these days we hardly use it at all. Um, also keep in mind, we don't know that much about the effects of sugar alcohols and sweeteners like that, um, on the gut and the gut bacteria and our, our microbiome. All these things are extremely important to fat loss, health, uh, you, you know, your, your risk of disease later in life. And so it's important to see the bo body holistically and swerve is kind of one of those things where you're, 
where it seems like a lot of people are trying to have their cake and eat it too. So a little bit is probably fine. A dabble do you, but I, we, we prefer a little bit of, of actual sweetness from like dates that are ground up or, you know, like fruits can do that. Um, a little bit of, of stevia can do it, but we like to mix sometimes just like a tablespoon or two of, of honey or uh, maple syrup to get the flavor of the sweetness and just a hint of sweetness. And you'd be really surprised with how, how little you need, even if it's kind of a big recipe. Um, so swerve, probably a little bit is okay, but please don't overdo it. Okay. This one is from Jazzy. Does anyone incorporate a cheat meal in a week? I feel like when I have one, I can't get back on track. Yeah, that is definitely a big one. So I don't even like the word cheat meal. <sighs> Words are, are close to my heart, though, and easily abused. <laughs> but the way that I, I like to think about it is uh, more of a free meal. Like eat freely and don't worry about it. Don't, don't try to track it in your mind. Give yourself a little break. Um, but also... <laughs> be reasonable you can you can break any tiny little I don't see these as rules more as principles but like you know when you're doing yourself a solid and when you're not so cheat meals no if it's not if if you feel like you can't get back on track after a cheat meal then do your best not to really do it or if it's like if everyone's getting pizza just like have a slice instead of trying to fill up on pizza there are other ways to fill up um fasting also is something that I do a lot, um, pretty much every day. And I've, I've told a lot of folks this for the past seven plus years, I've been fasting and not strictly fasting, uh, like, cause I'm drinking coffee with some fat in it and that sort of thing. But until around two or 3 PM, sometimes even later that later than that in the afternoon. And then my last meal will be around six or seven, maybe eight in the evening. And so that can be not that it's useful to like, you know, have a cheat meal and then fast after that. I, I, I wouldn't really recommend it that way. But um, when you do incorporate fasting even a little bit into your routine, which doesn't work for everybody, but, uh, but does work for some, then, then you can color outside the lines a little bit with your evening meal. And that's how Allison and I both have been able to do it. So don't see it as as like having to force a free meal or force a cheat meal or anything like that, whatever you call it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, but, you know, uh, I would encourage you to, like what are the foods that really matter to you? Ask yourself that. Like what are the things where it's like, I will never give up my X or Y or whatever. Um, make sure that you're finding a way to eat delicious foods. Really important. Allison and I, especially Allison, has, has come up with so many ways of of getting those favorite foods, like some of mine, chicken parmesan, uh, chocolate chip or, or chocolate cookies, um, brownies, a lot of breads, um, like pumpkin breads and pies and things like that. There are ways to make almost all of these foods, including pizza and nachos and all of the things that Americans typically eat. There are ways to make that. No, it won't taste the same as Taco Bell and as, uh, you know, a lot of the restaurant foods that are pumped up with almost 
everything imaginable that's bad for you. Uh, but there are ways to reconnect with your body, reconnect with intuitive eating, and nourish yourself at the same time. So what are your favorite foods? Make sure that you're finding a way to get into it. And so I would, I would challenge you, uh, Jazzy, to find a way to incorporate maybe a free meal that you cook uh, once a week or one, uh, once a month or, or whatever. That, that's a really fun way to, uh, number one, know what you're eating and kind of like learn, uh, learn a little bit about nutrition as you're number two, learning how to cook and make foods and, and concoct things in the kitchen, which is really becoming a lost art. A lot of people don't know how to cook. And it's so easy, especially because you can do no-bake options for a lot of desserts as well. So make sure you're checking out uh, the membership area, fatburningman.com, for all of our recipes and that sort of thing. To, uh, to look up some treats and see how you might be able to make them with real food. That is so important. Okay. why This one's from Elaine. Why is it necessary to take so many vitamins when the diet includes lots of vegetables, etc.? Uh, that is a very good question that, that I've answered before, but you could always talk about it in different ways. I'll start with... We don't live in a perfect world, unfortunately. If we did, then vegetables would have all the nutrients that they're supposed to have being grown in the natural world. Unfortunately, even if we're talking organic farms, um, especially on a large scale, a lot of them will still use pesticides. You know, you, it only has to be 95% organic, whatever that means in a lot of cases. Uh, the soil, though, is one of the biggest problems because... Uh, even if we're talking, you know, like the, the Whole Foods slash Amazon or health food store vegetables, a lot of them are grown in kind of a monocrop type way. Just this, this one thing and a heck of a lot of it and it's regrown, regrown. And the soil on earth has m many fewer nutrients and many fewer minerals in it than it did just a few generations ago. Uh, with the population expansion, uh, the reduction in the natural world, with the uh, pollution that's coming down from the skies. There's a lot that plants uh, have going against them, even though they are healthy foods. So, you know, in particular, magnesium one is, is one that has really been stripped from a lot of the soils. If you think about it, an intact natural soil is kind of like your gut microbiome. It's very sensitive and can be disrupted, especially if it's like all rooted up and, and all of these foreign substances and pesticides are in it. It can really mess with the, the natural things that are going on there. But that's, you know, like the one of the reasons a carrot is healthy for you is because of the probiotics that are naturally on a carrot that's grown in in real soil. So anyway, even if it says that it's organic, even if it says that it's perfect, the the foods and the, and the veg and the fruits that we're eating today have many fewer nutrients in them than they used to. And so there are also certain nutrients that the body does not make um, or doesn't really have on a, on a daily basis. Like certain nutrients the body's cool with just getting every once in a while. And then there are other nutrients like specifically vitamin D or, or uh, D3. Um, as I see it, vitamin C, magnesium, um, certainly omegas and, and a spectrum of omegas, uh, probiotics. These are all things that are important to get in your diet almost any way that you can. The problem is it's really hard to get like B12 from specific uh, vegetables, even if they're supposed to have them. 
so selenium is in Brazil nuts, for example. Except when you look at Brazil nuts, <laughs> you know that are that are in the bulk bin, even at a health food store, a lot of them are rancid or moldy, and the amount of uh, selenium that is in some Brazil nuts from grown in one part of the world compared to Brazil nuts grown somewhere else or uh, or at a different freshness level or whether they were frozen or not, they'll have vastly amounts, uh, different amounts of selenium and other nutrients in them. So not every carrot is equal. Not every nut um, has the same amount of nutrients in it, even if, you know, you Google it and it says like, well, Brazil nuts are high in selenium. So it doesn't always work like that. So it's important to, as I see it, Make sure that we're topped up on the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals that science and experience has has showed us is important. And, (laughs) you know, our understanding, and I'm talking about like mankind or or humankind here, is is not perfect. Science does not have this nailed by any means. Uh, But there are certain things that we know or at least hope are true about health. And we just have to do the best that we can. So I like keeping up on, uh, on on the vitamins and minerals that I told you. And it is really important to get them from foods. But it's like, that's why I eat oysters and sardines. Even if it's like sometimes the most healthful and nutritious <laughs> sources of foods like liver aren't the most palatable. So keep that in mind too. There are different ways of, of getting, getting your nutrients and, um, you know, kind of shameless plug, I guess, but we really do believe in this future greens is like a whole food, um, supplement that we sell that you can throw into water and such. So even if you're going to have, um, a multivitamin, and that's another question that came in for recommendations of, of multivitamins. Like try to get them from whole food-based things, but I don't take a multivitamin. I haven't for a while. I um, have done some genetic testing and certain uh, forms of vitamins that are commonly in multivitamins specifically don't work well with my body from what we understand. So um, I don't necessarily have a good recommendation for for multivitamins, but I would say if if you're interested in it, make sure that you're not buying supplements from Amazon. A lot of those have have been scammed, and I can't tell you how many scams, like even, oh, geez. Anyway, don't, don't buy health supplements from Amazon. If you can, find a brand that you believe in uh, that has the ingredients in it that they say they have um, that that's a fair price and that you believe in and order direct from them if you can, like from their own website or from their own store. Um, just, just find a brand that you believe in and keep your, your ears open to the new developments that come out. But also we, we know so much about the body right now (laughs) and, uh, so little at the same time, it's important to always be learning and be, uh, be gentle with yourself. It's, it's okay not to be right all of the time. But anyway, as a rambling answer to that question, <laughs> multivitamins, like vitamins are definitely, scurvy is a real thing, you know, like not getting your vitamins can be a serious problem uh, for people. So do make sure that you're eating uh, and consuming a nutrient-dense diet in any way that you can. And real food is always going to be better than uh, supplements, especially if they're synthetic uh, 
because the human body doesn't really work like that. It doesn't really take one thing at a time. And then that one thing has an effect. It's much more complicated. So yeah, make sure your, your diet is clean. And a lot of times you can get great results just from, from kicking out all of the junk because uh, there are a ton of junk supplements and, and pharmaceuticals out there. And if you uh, eliminate some of those from, if you're able to, from your daily routine, then that can ease up on the liver and then your body just starts working like it, it should be. And uh, you, your hunger pangs might be a bit better. Like once, once you're, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but there is kind of like this threshold that your body passes where um, fasting feels better or more okay. You feel a little bit more hearty. You can go longer throughout the day. You feel a little bit sharper. Um, and so I, I do think an important part of that certainly is topping up the different vitamin and mineral needs. And I don't really have time to get into that, but certainly any vitamin or mineral that you're interested in, go to fatburningman.com and just type it into the search bar because I've recorded over 250 shows with, uh, with various experts and, and, and doctors, practitioners, researchers uh, that you can listen to for free. And, and I talk about a lot of these vitamins and minerals in particular. All right, this question is from Elaine. What is the total number of carbs per day on the wild diet? Sometimes I get tired of meat and would like to have beans. Can you eat beans on a 30-day plan? Uh, all right, Elaine. So <laughs> honestly, I have not counted my own carbs in a very long time, in, in many years. I've written uh, a few books when I did do a lot of experiments, especially when I was running a lot in marathoning, tracking uh, the various foods and, and nutrients I was I was getting in, but um, at the same time, that can be a stressful way to think about it. So to answer your question, if you really want an answer, number one, net carbs are the most important thing. Um, you want to avoid sugar certainly more than you want to avoid carbs. So you know, beans aren't just carbs; they're also protein. They're also fiber, and uh, I would say that Allison and I eat beans in various ways a few times a week. So don't be afraid of beans, uh, but do do be afraid of, of low quality beans coming in like a Taco Bell taco, right? Like don't, don't let that be your excuse to eat uh, poor quality foods. But beans, um, especially if you're not as into eating meats, then they can be a great source of protein. I find beans quite filling. And uh, there are a whole lot of different kinds of beans and legumes. To fill up on. So yeah, don't worry about it. Have fun. I would say, you know, fewer than a hundred grams of carbs a day, somewhere around there, if you were really counting. But but try to keep the sugar, you know, it's like I try to keep the sugar almost as low as possible, lower than 10 or 20 grams a day. I mean, it, more than that, and that's hard, easier said than done. But it's like if I'm eating tomato or carrots with have sugar in them, I don't really worry about that ever, you know. Uh, but I do know it's important to know which foods are high in sugar, even if they're good ones. But a, a great rule to follow is if it tastes sweet, it's probably high in sugar. So have a little bit of it, enjoy it, and keep in mind the different flavors from your foods, that whole spectrum, contains different polyphenols, bioflavonoids, different nutrients, and you want that whole colorful spectrum of, uh, of veggies and fruits in, in that order. So um, don't, 
don't don't be too concerned with counting in the same way that you don't want to be too concerned with the scale. It's it's really important to focus on uh, healing your mind at the same time that you're healing your body, because this is all about the long haul. All right, another question uh, that came in from Michelle. Here's a question for you, Abel. You mentioned in your book that your mom's an author and herbalist. Are her books available anywhere? Well, Michelle, um, the short answer is yes. I think you can still find her book, uh, which is about herbal medicine and how to incorporate it into clinical practice. Uh, it's You can find copies on Amazon. I have a copy here in the house, but I also have the digital copy and uh, I believe my mom has rights to it. So we've talked about maybe putting it out there. And if there's enough interest from folks like you, then we certainly uh, will, uh, hopefully, you know, with with her cooperation and, uh, and a bit of work as well. But we're all seeing each other in a few weeks. We'll be playing a bunch of music together and uh, reminiscing about time. So I'll ask her and uh, and also say that that you're interested, but you can probably find a used copy on, uh, on some sort of used, uh, book website. Just type it in and search for it. Her name is Angela Bascom. All right. So time for one or two more here. Uh, this one's from Gracie. Hi, I'm wondering about Stevia. I use a good quality organic dropper, but can I overuse it? Can it interfere with me losing the last 10 pounds? Gracie, I dig that question because I was kind of cool with it until the end where you asked, can it interfere with me losing the last 10 pounds? I would say yes, it probably can. Now, what are the mechanisms of that? No one is quite sure, but even stevia obviously is extremely sweet. That's why people use it. And sweetness, it does something to your brain. It does something to your body. It does something to your brain. A lot of times it can set off cravings. So for that reason, there there are, you know, like no sugar, uh, really sweet um, drinks that are available. I, I'm thinking like uh, Zevia and some of those other ones that are like sodas and stuff that are really high in sugar, alcohols or some sort of other sweetener like Stevia. A little bit is going to be fine, I think. But yes, I would say you can have too much. And Allison and I, especially when we were experimenting with different sweeteners as we made all these desserts, it's like, ah, that's t- that's too much. Or, man, I'm hungry now and I don't feel like I should be or I wouldn't normally if I hadn't eaten this thing with, with so much stevia in it. And uh, especially when you're talking about drinks. Like if you can kick the sweetness out of your drinks, um, that that is such a huge win. Because keep in mind, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years, humans were basically drinking only water or some sort of, you know, like tea with a plant in it. And and so we're drinking drinking and eating a whole lot of things that are completely unprecedented. And if you're looking, like normally, if if you were if you had fifty or hundred pounds to lose, I'd say don't worry about it. Just just kind of make yourself happy and make sure that you're eating. Uh, uh, healthful foods, even if you do have to use the stevia. But if you're talking about the last 10 pounds, that's when the little things really start to matter. You know, like uh, I had Gary Tobbs on my uh, fat burning man show oh, many years ago <laughs> now at this point. But he said all of a sudden he, he gained 10, 20 pounds and he, he couldn't lose it again and, and didn't know what to do. And he tried taking the heavy cream out of his coffee in the morning and just a few months later, pretty much all came off. And so, you know, if uh, maybe that that dropper of stevia is kicking off 
uh, cravings that mean you eat an, an extra 100, 200, 300 calories that day of some other food later, you know. Um, there's not a good way to measure that, but that totally could be happening. I know that it's, I've, I've intuitively, intuitively um, thought that that might be happening to me in certain cases. So I would say if you think that, that stevia may be a culprit, then try just dialing it down or even kicking it out for a while and see if that um, makes it a bit easier to lose those last 10 pounds. Okay, I think we got one more here. And this is, this is a great question especially to end with brian asks after a three-day trip to new york city where i ingested my fair share of commercial food should i just return to my faithful plan and let it do its thing or is there something i might do to kickstart the cleanup yeah that's something that happens all the time brian no worries everyone goes on three-day trips from time to time where they uh you know Really, really don't have much option than to eat commercial food, processed food, and that sort of thing. Well, okay, there is something you can do to click kickstart the cleanup, and that is like get prepared to go on your next trip, especially if you do it if you travel monthly or weekly or something like that. Pack up your bag with foods that you'll be eating and have them available. So it's not always the most palatable thing, but you can definitely eat well even if you're talking about um, food that you don't have to cook. So, uh, you know, when we go on road trips, we'll take crackers that are made out of real food. A lot of times they'll kind of have like some sort of uh, veggie base or, you know, flax or something real food, not not starchy and or sugary or covered in MSG or too salty or anything like that. Uh, we'll bring some seaweed chips, which are kind of, Fun. We'll bring some nuts, of course. We'll make a gorp or a trail mix. Uh, what else do we bring? Allison is is really the one who is wonderful preparing so much food when we go on trips. Uh, but whether you're flying or, or going in the car, there are so many different options. What else do I bring? Uh, sardines or oysters or pâtés or even, you know, like Greek uh, dolmas, which are grape leaves in olive oil uh, wrapped up uh, or wrapping up some some rice just wonderful foods can be uh, brought with you almost anywhere and so we kind of have like this whole chocolate of course we have this whole um, plan basically anytime we go anywhere to bring those foods along the next time so that you're not cornered into eating a whole bunch of commercial food but okay so number one what can you do to, to kickstart the cleanup go back to your healthy eating habits don't worry about it. Don't like think that you have to over fast for like fast for three days or or go on a treadmill and run for two hours. Like chill. It's cool. It happens to everybody and our bodies adapt to whatever happens most of the time, not what happens every once in a while. So every once in a while, no big deal. Worry about what's happening every day. Worry about your daily habits that are kind of invisible. You know, um, make sure that you're if, if you really want to clean up. Get your veg on first. Make sure that 50% of your plate is is uh, basically a salad or the smoothie equivalent where it's mostly green veg. You got some protein. You got colorful vegetables all over the place. Maybe some nuts to add some, some bulk and fiber, some healthy fats. Avocado is uh, is definitely one that, that we like getting in there. Fill up on those real foods. Get get a high quality source of protein, and just when you go shopping, make sure that you're that much cleaner. You know, like make it a challenge for yourself to be like, all right, well, 
how much can I get a handle of my health in the next month or two? You know, it has to be a priority for you. It really does. Um, but always focus on those things that are happening kind of like automatically in the morning, whether you're adding sugar to your coffee or having that like Starbucks latte or that, that, you know, like every time there's a birthday in the office or whatever, you get to eat those treats. It's like examine those various things that are happening that, that might be that three day trip to New York city in your real life and try to see if you can dial those down in your daily habits such that when you have that three day trip every once in a while, you can, you can let loose a little bit, have some fun and not worry about it. Cause really even like think about three days in a month, you're talking 10%. And, uh, even if you go hog wild for that 10%, if you're on point for that 90%, it'll barely even matter. You know, think about it like a workout or think about it like, like anything else in life, but be reasonable, work on your own intuition. And I'm just about out of time, but I want to thank you all once more for uh, sending in all of your questions as we kick off this Wild 30 Challenge. And I'll definitely be answering more questions throughout the next few weeks and certainly months ahead. We're in this for the long haul. So once again, this is Abel James. And if uh, you or anyone in your family, if you're already in the challenge, this is, this is another question that came up. Uh, someone joined the Wild 30 Challenge and they're just like, uh, well, we only, we're a family and, and there are two of us. It's a husband and wife and we want to know if we can just pay for one challenge. And yes, totally. Just like when you buy um, any of our digital prod products, share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Now, be reasonable though. I mean, like if uh, if other if you want other people to get involved with this and really join our community and there are a lot of exciting annou announcements coming out about that soon, then uh, share fatburningman.com with them, share the Wild 30 Challenge, get them involved. You know, the Fat Burning Tribe is our membership area where we provide 24-7 um, support all over the world. I've been running that for, man, six or seven years now, and there are a lot of improvements coming soon. So make sure that uh, you're doing what you can to help those who are interested in health around you find their way to it because we're all part of this together. We need your help. And that's why I really appreciate all these questions. And I appreciate you joining in the fun here. This is how we pay the bills. And this is also what we choose to do because it provides so much meaning in our lives. And uh, Allison and I very much thank you. And we look forward to hearing your, your other questions. Don't be shy. Just type in Abel at fatburningman.com. Let me know how you're doing. And we'll be in touch. This is Abel signing off. We'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you and Future Greens. You may know that I'm not a big fan of most supplements. It's hard to know if you're getting what you paid for. And even worse, many supplements, juices, powders, and greens we've tried taste terrible. For example, have you ever noticed that most powdered vegetable mixes taste like fish tank? Don't even mention fish oil supplements. Once you've had fish burps, it's hard to trust that brand again. So that's why Allison and I have spent the last three plus years creating wild superfoods. 
And it's our goal to give you the very best nutrition the world has to offer. Now you can get the concentrated nutrition of 15 organic fruits and vegetables plus six other superfoods in one extremely convenient ready-to-go package. We call it Future Greens. And if you're looking to improve your health, performance, and well-being by doubling your intake of fruits and veggies without the sugar and carbs, you're going to love it. With Future Greens, you can whip up your daily green drink in less than 30 seconds, no matter where you are. The certified organic stevia gives it a subtle sweetness and it tastes great in water or juice, and we think it even makes our green smoothies taste a whole lot better. It's made with certified organic, non-GMO fruits and vegetables to aid in detoxification, balance your body's pH, and give you a boost of clean energy without sugar, caffeine, or the dreaded crash. No junk or artificial sweeteners, and just one gram of sugar per serving. With the tasty wild berry flavor, you and your kids won't even realize you're eating broccoli and 20-plus powerhouse fruits, veggies, and adaptogens. So if you want to try our brand new creation from Wild Superfoods called Future Greens, we have even better news for you. As a listener of Fat-Burning Man, and it's proof that you are because you're listening right now, you can actually get a 20% discount to try Future Greens yourself. Just visit fatburningman.com forward slash greens to get 20% off when you select subscribe and save. Once again, just visit fatburningman.com slash greens to check out Future Greens and get your special listener deal. We'll see you there. Well, hey there, listener. This is Abel one more time, and I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Fat Burning Man Show. If you liked it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you might be listening to or watching this show right now. And if you have a second, please leave me a quick review for the Fat Burning Man Show. I read every single one of them, and every time you leave a review, it gives us a little boost in the rankings, and that helps other people find this show. And if you can think of someone else who might enjoy and benefit from this free show, please take a second to share it with a friend or a family member. And if they're like, what is this fat-burning man thing? That's a really silly name. You could be like, you're right, but here's the deal. We've recorded over 250 episodes of the Fat-Burning Man Show with thought leaders in health from all over the world. And so far, we've won four awards, hitting number one in health in more than eight countries internationally. We have more than 30 million downloads already, but we're just getting started. I can't believe any of this, by the way, and couldn't do any of this without you. So thanks once again. But here's some more good news. You can download and listen to every single episode of the Fat-Burning Man Show for free with zero outside advertisements, no outside sponsors, and no corporate overlords. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com. I'll give you a, a second here just to type it in. And you'll get all the show notes, transcripts, and video and audio versions for all the past episodes of the Fat Burning Man Show for free. Better yet, enter your email at fatburningman.com, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll even send you a quick start guide so you can take your health into your own hands right now along with a few of our ridiculously tasty recipes as a special thanks for signing up. Once again, just go to fatburningman.com right now. Enter your best email to get your free goodies with a bonus surprise straight to your inbox. This is Abel James signing off. Thank you so much for listening once again, and have a great week.